You can get through anything if you put your mind to it. And no one out there is living that perfect life. It might look like a perfect life looking in, but everybody's dealing with trials and struggles. So when you go through your trials and struggles, you're no different than anybody else who's successful. They just continued to their goal and actually achieved it without quitting. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Super excited to have another fantastic interview. Welcome to the show, Nelson. Hey, thanks for having me, Drew. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We're excited to, it's all, I love to hear stories. I love to hear different people's journeys on whatever topic we are, whatever we're talking about that day. But I'd love to give our audience a chance to resonate with you a little bit. Why don't you take a moment to talk to them? The floor is yours. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I've got quite the origin story. I like to start with that. You know, uh, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And when she was pregnant with me, uh, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town, uh, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and wounding another. And, uh, my grandfather was eventually captured and brought to stand trial uh, where he was facing the death penalty. And uh, during my uh, grandfather's murder trial, my mom got up and testified that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby who was me. And that's that's kind of where my life started. Um, you know, it didn't get any much easier after that. You know, my, I'm, a, I'm the son of a 15-year-old mother. She ended up uh, meeting and marrying a man who was very uh, abusive and alcoholic and uh, dealing with that. Uh, and, uh, you know, all the stuff that kind of went along with that and what my grandfather had done and what my mom had testified to. Wow. That's a, certainly a different start to the show. <laughs> yeah. What is that like? I mean, I'm sure you've said it a number of times, but what is it like to experience that? Like you, you obviously are a human being. Like, how does that feel like as you're growing up with that weight on your shoulders? Yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, not a great childhood, and uh, you know everything you know associated with that. You know, if you've ever been in a small town, you know everybody is up in your business and they know everything about you. So couple that with kind of my circumstances, and then dealing with my step stepfather. You know, my mom ended up having four more children with my stepfather. And because of their lifestyle, you know, a lot of the basic needs for my siblings fell upon me and, uh, you know, diaper changing, bottle feeding and having to deal with that. And then one day, you know, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar and uh, somebody else was driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing my stepfather. 
And, you know, as hard as my mom's life has been to that point, you know, now she has five children, you know, all, all young. And, you know, my mom's dropped out of school in the eighth grade. She has no education. And, uh, you know, losing my stepfather as bad as he was, you know, pretty much left her without any hope. And then that and whenever that happened, she ended up uh, attempting suicide. And uh, after that, my family ended up getting split up. And then that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who was the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And that took me up to about uh, 11 or 12 years old. Wow. Sounds like you deal with a whole lot before you were 12 years old. Yeah, it was it was an interesting life. I mean, I think uh, a blessing in disguise was that, you know, I kind of figured that's the way life was and that's how everybody's life was. And I just kind of chalked it up to, you know, normal ops. And eventually, you know, I ended up, you know, being exposed to some contrast in my life. You know, I got to see some other families that, you know, didn't necessarily, you know, the fathers didn't come home drunk. They didn't abuse their their wives and, and their children. And so I got to see that and started to kind of realize that I wanted something different for my life. And one day, you know, uh, a counselor came from the local university and was talking about all the things that you needed to do to get into college. And that's when kind of all those, uh, the voices in my head started going off, man, if you could just get a college degree, you know, the rest of your life would be perfect. And and that that was kind of my mindset then. And you know what happens whenever you start to tell yourself you want to do something that's hard or difficult or something that's going to get you out of your comfort zone, that voice starts screaming at you all the reasons you shouldn't even attempt it. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking to myself, you know, at this time I was in special ed. Uh, you know, I couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't spell. I, I had dyslexia. I had failed the fourth grade because of the lifestyle we were living. Of my mom's family, of those 15 children she came from, only two had ever graduated high school. None had ever gone to college. And so all those voices in the back of my head are saying, you'll be lucky to graduate high school, let alone college. But, you know, I had no real other options. So I started to kind of work towards it. And 12 years after setting that goal, four different universities, four years in the Air Force, I finally became that first person to graduate from college in my family. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, which is why you're sitting here with me. Before we get into that, I'd like to know, how's your mom doing now? You know what? It couldn't be any more different. Uh, after after my stepfather was, my first stepfather was killed. Uh, a few years after that, she met another man who couldn't have been any more opposite. They've been married for over 35 years. Uh, you know, he treats her like the queen that she is and ne would never dream of hitting her. And, you know, she's just a totally different person now than she was, you know, when we were kids. And, you know, she's my biggest fan and she's a great grandma. And it's just, you know, it's a miracle on how her life turned around as well. That's awesome. And then you're the officer and your grandfather. So in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, you know, I get into that, but there, there are a lot of uh, twists and turns in that story. Uh, in fact, you know, some twists and turns recently after the book came out. So uh, I'd like to kind of leave that to the, uh, to the imagination until sure. you read the book because it, it's all detailed in there and, and uh, the twists and turns are kind of part of the, uh, the story. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. So moving on, what, what, what do you think the difference between you that made some lifestyle changes and then other people that probably go down a different path with an upbringing like that? You know what? I, I, when I was growing up, I had kind of that victim mentality and the sub, 
the subtitle in my book is the, you know, the unlucky sperm club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And I think I realized that uh, eventually is that, you know, I was a hundred percent responsible for my success. I couldn't blame it on anybody or any situation or circumstances. If I wanted to have success in my life, I was going to have to you know, take action and be responsible for it and then just start making those choices. Um, but it, it wasn't easy. I mean, th- those circumstances I just told you about on my birth, when I joined the Air Force and moved away, I never moved back to that small town because of all of the, you know, pain that was associated back there and what I represented. And I never told that story to anybody except for my wife, who I've told before I married her, I figured she had the right to know, but I never told my kids. I never told my friends or my in-laws until, you know, I started, uh, down this journey of my new business. And, you know, I reflected upon why did I live this type of life? You know, and I thought about those, you know, events and they weakened me. And, but then I thought, you know what, I lived this life so that I could inspire others and motivate others to know that you can make it out of tough situations. And as soon as I started to kind of have that mindset with it, I, those events started to give me energy and started to motivate me. And, you know, the same exact events, all the only difference was, is I started to give them a different meaning. And I think that's a huge philosophy in life is, you know, we get to give meaning to everything that happens to us in our lives. And if we get to give that meaning, why on earth would we give anything a bad meaning? I know there are some tough situations out there and you'd have to get super creative to find something good in it. But I, I totally believe that uh, you can find something good in every situation you're in. Yes. I love that. One of my favorite books, Man's Search for Meaning. Have you read it? Yep. I thought so. Okay. So for you, what was it like when you initially told that story? Do you remember that turning point where you're like, people are going to start hearing about this? Yeah. You know what? The, The story was so painful that I had to tell it in third person and I had to tell it like I was telling the story. You know, I used my middle name, Lynn, and I told the story like I was telling a story about Lynn because I couldn't get through it. And, uh, you know, that was a few years ago and and I've gotten used to telling the story and I see how much that story inspires and motivates. And now I can tell it as my own story. But yeah, at first it, it was so painful. I had to tell it in third person. I've read another book and I can't think of it now, but is it, it's, it was astounding um, how the author talks about how many professional athletes, executives, entrepreneurs, speakers, they consider them like he used Beyonce as a good one because she actually used a different name. Alter um, ego. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Alter ego. You read that one? Yeah. And, and we actually use an alter ego in our in our program. I got smarter. I mean, great, great philosophy. Yeah, I love that. So did you, did you get that from the book or did that just come naturally? No, we, were, we were using it before then. And uh, but uh, yeah, the, the book uh, definitely put some different spins on it. And yeah, he uses Beyonce and Tom Brady and all those guys. And but it, it's so true. And and uh, it's such a great tool when you're trying to become the best version of yourself. And, and that's what we do. And I got smarter. OK, so tell me what's the philosophy that you teach others to help transform and move towards success in their life? 
Well, I mean, we, we've got like 15 different philosophies in the I Got Smarter program, you know, and, and, and they kind of, you know, that the one I just went over and I think is one of the most important is that things only have the meaning that you're willing to give them. I mean, I also talked a little bit about taking 100% responsibility for your own success. You know, your past is not your future. Uh, I think so many people kind of start, they, they live in their past and they think that that's kind of the way that their life's going to be. Uh, and that's not the case. And, uh, you know, we dream big dreams. Um, you know, uh, writing a book for me was a huge dream. Uh, you know, I really cannot spell, uh, no matter how hard I try, you know, there is something that's not wired properly in my brain for spelling. And the fact that I was able to write a book and get it out there was a huge dream for me, but, you know, it's possible. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to convey to people is, and you just do a little bit each day. And, and that's what our program I Got Smarter does as well as it breaks these huge, ambitious goals down into little bite sized pieces that we can all wrap our minds around. You know, we, we call them a four week sprint. So we work on our goals in, in four week sprints, and we can really know where we need to be at the end of a month. And we break that down even further into weekly milestones. So there's all those tricks and philosophies that I've used over the last 25 years to come from where I was to where I am now. Tim, why did you decide to go into, tell me where you went in the, in the military? I went into the Air Force. So uh, I got into college because I played football uh, and didn't have great grades, but because I played football, there was one school that was willing to take a chance on me. Uh, but you know, soon after, uh, you know, my, my first year at college, you know, I owed $3,500 at the end of the, the first year and I'm living with my grandma at this time. And my grandma makes $4,800 a year on social security. So there is no way I'm ever going to be able to afford to go back. And just like any other dream or goal, you know, there's all these hurdles that pop up and you have a choice to make. And, you know, I didn't want my dream to end. I wanted to become that first person to graduate from college. And my buddy was going into the Air Force and he talked about the GI Bill and them giving you money to go to school. And I met with them and, you know, that checked a lot of boxes for me, the Air Force. One, it it showed me how I was going to be able to afford school. But two, it got me out of this small town where, you know, I represented so much and I had so much baggage. So once I got out of that small town, man, it was liberating for the first time. My last name didn't mean anything. And, and I really felt like I could be anybody that I wanted to be. Can you can you give us a few um, maybe stories or perspective? What was that like when you were actually in the Air Force? Yeah. So, I mean, the Air Force, uh, you know, it gave me a lot of discipline. It gave me a lot of values that I didn't have at my home. Uh, you know, I definitely understood that you had to do what you, you were told to do or, or what you said you were going to do. So that responsibility was really not there uh, very much as a, as a child. Uh, so it taught me that. And then it gave me that contrast again. Uh, you know, I saw I, I was able to go over to Saudi Arabia and, and Turkey. And, you know, I spent time over there and saw these other cultures. And, you know, I, I saw how blessed we were to live, you know, in, in the United States and all the blessings that we had. And, you know, that victim mindset goes away really quickly whenever you see somebody else that is uh, living drastically uh, in worse circumstances than you are. It's hard to be a victim when you see that. So tell me about your book. One of the things that you you say was a big accomplish for you is writing your book. What is, what is the message or what do you want to get out of sharing that with 
the world. Yeah, so it's called The Unlucky Sperm Club. You're not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And it is, you know, it's the story, uh, you know, it's kind of a memoir slash self-help book. And, uh, you know, I've, I've owned more than 10 businesses and it goes into kind of some of my businesses during the, gla- the last Great Recession. 08 through like 11 and the struggles that I was going through there. You know, I also went through some struggles in my marriage and, uh, you know, I really just pull back, uh, the curtain on my life to show people that, you know, people who see people who have, you know, gained some success, they either think that it happened overnight or they think they were always successful or it was easy. And that's almost never the case. There's always a struggle. There's always a lot of work. There's always a lot of heartache. And in my book, I kind of talk about that through, you know, business, through relationships as a parent, uh, and then, you know, coming up through uh, that town as in my youth, uh, dealing with my stepfather and the abuse there, and just really showing people that um, you can get through anything if you put your mind to it. And no one out there is living that perfect life. It might look like a perfect life looking in. But everybody's dealing with trials and struggles. So when you go through your trials and struggles, you're no different than anybody else who's successful. They just continued to their goal and actually achieved it without quitting. Do you have any of uh, do you have a favorite business out of any of those 10? That's a lot of businesses. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Fortunately, I've been able to, you know. I, I built a chain of children's daycares in Las Vegas. You know, I also have built uh, one of the largest privately owned pet resorts in the country. And I was able to exit both of those businesses. I was in commercial real estate for 20 years. I became the top salesman worldwide for a top five commercial real estate firm in the retail division. So I've had a lot of success, but my favorite business, I mean, it's I've been able to exit those and you get to that point in your life where what would you do if money and time didn't matter? And uh, that's when I decided to start I Got Smarter, which is a goal fulfillment program that helps people finally achieve their life's biggest goals through our program and through our app. And it's really what I feel like I was placed on this earth to do. It's why I feel like I live the life that I've lived so that I can inspire and motivate other people to know, hey, there is a way out that you can become, you know, more than you currently are by using goals and personal development. So what kind of person would be like, oh, I think this is a good fit for me? You know what? Anybody who's striving to achieve their goals to become a better version of themselves. I mean, goals can be used in every area of our lives, you know, health, wealth, business, lifestyle, uh, spiritual, any, any part of your life that you want to improve. Once you understand how to write a proper goal, how to break that goal down into bite-sized speed, once you learn all that stuff, which we teach you and I got smarter, then you realize you can drastically improve any area of your life or multiple areas of your life by using goals and and changing your mindset and learning philosophies and strategies. And that's what we build into I Got Smarter is to help those people who, you know, whether you failed at every New Year's resolution you've ever set by January 15th, or even if you feel like you're pretty good, good at goals and, and you're able to accomplish most of them, this program will take your goal achievement to the next level, no matter where you're at. Why do you think people are reluctant? I would say afraid. 
maybe reluctant is a better word to set goals because they haven't had great success and they and no one likes to fail and you know I, I think, you know, my wife is like that. You know, I talk goals so much. So when I say goals, she kind of goes in the fetal position in a corner and starts <laughs> sucking her thumb. You know, she's heard it so much. And she hasn't been a great goal uh, person because I think she's failed a lot. And but that's what this program does is it shows you how to be successful. It gives you, you know, there's so many things like if you fail at something, if you take a step back, you can see the reasons that you failed. The problem is, is I think people go out and try to set a goal, but they don't know how to write a proper goal. They don't know how to break that goal down. They don't know how to have, you know, the right tools, the right knowledge and the right support to finally get it through. And, you know, through my 25 years of being obsessed with goals and personal development, I've used almost every program out there. I've read almost every book out there and I've really used these, you know, strategies and techniques found in I Got Smarter to design a life that I couldn't have even imagined. And I've kind of patched up all the holes where I've, where I've failed at my goal achievement. And now, you know, it, you pretty much have to, the only way you can really fail is if you quit. And we've pretty much made it impossible for you to quit. So uh, you're going to reach your goals. The only way you ever fail at a goal is if you quit. And we help you not do that. Did your wife do your program? She does do my program. She's finally been converted. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a different New Year's, you know, when she started using the program because every New Year's, was, New Year's is my favorite day. You know, I used to set annual goals and I'd, I'd spend literally five or six hours New Year's Day reviewing last year and setting goals for the future year and, and doing all that. And now my wife, you know, is using the program. In our program, one of the, one of the key things and, and I think biggest struggles for people is they set annual goals. And we've all just been through a year that none of us could have anticipated. And I, and I guarantee you, you, most of us did not achieve our goals because, you know, March and April hit and we threw our hands up because the world went crazy. And that's what happens, you know, on a lesser scale almost every year. We, we set these great goals in January and then come February or March or whatever, life changes. And then all of a sudden we throw our hands up and then we just wait for that artificial date again, January 1st to start over. And one of our philosophies and I got smarter is time is our greatest resource. I mean, there's nothing that you can do to ever get a second or a minute back. And uh, so we never want to waste that time. So at I got smarter, like I said, we break our goals down into four week sprints and you pretty much know, you know, where you're going to be in a month and you can really work towards achieving that goal, your mind can wrap around it. And then once you achieve that four-week sprint, then you go on to the next four-week sprint and the next four-week sprint. And you're not waiting for this artificial, you know, a year out to where you have no urgency, life changes, all that. So there's all these things that we've put in this program that will help people achieve those goals. So what is the program? Is it an online thing? Are you working with a coach or a group? What does that look like? Yeah, you know what? Uh, with COVID, we, we have a program that's called I Got Smarter, which had people working with a goal guide and meeting in person in a group. And because of COVID, we had to kind of tap the brakes on that and redesign the program into I Got Smarter, which is the acronym found in Six Months to Success. And we made it all virtual and we put it onto an app and we've, uh, you know, we allow people through the app to invite what we call a success partner to work with them through the app. So, 
you know, Drew, if you and I were partners, as I do my morning and evening ritual, you see when I do mine and and in real time, and you can say, hey, Nelson, great job getting that done. And we're working on our own individual goals, but we're in the app and we see when people are, you know, what we see when our partner is doing their goal to do's and their morning ritual, and we can encourage or Drew, maybe you maybe you didn't do your morning ritual this morning and at 11 o'clock I get an alert, you know, your partner hasn't done their morning ritual. I can kind of send you a text through the, through the app saying, hey, Drew, how you doing, man? Let's get that morning ritual done. Let's get that day planned. Let's stay at it. And really giving that encouragement. And we call that a success partner because accountability partners kind of get that, you know, that bad rap because you're not accountable to me on your goals. You're only accountable to yourself. And I'm here to support you and encourage you. And you're here to support and encourage me. But we have our own goals. And the only people that we are accountable to is ourselves. And that's what that success partner does is help you stay accountable to do the things that you said you were going to do for yourself. Do you have a favorite chapter in your book? Yeah, you know, I do. Uh, uh, let's see, which one? Uh, um, <laughs> Always a tough question. Y- for you know authors. what? Uh, the philo- it, it's, uh, it's the life lessons of my Uncle Bub, who uh, just kind of gave some life lessons in there. And I kind of talk about, he's he was... He was very uh, blunt. And, uh, you know, one of the times I was helping him, uh, you know, he owned the junkyard and he actually took over the garbage route after my grandfather went to prison. But uh, I was helping him chop off uh, some catalytic converters at his junkyard. And that's the piece on the exhaust pipe that's all the way underneath the car. And he was lifting those cars up with a forklift and I'd get under there with a hacksaw and chop them off because you could sell those for a lot of money. And after about the fourth or fifth one, he lifted up a car and it fell off. And uh, and before I got under there, of course, but then it kind of struck me like, <laughs> holy crap, these cars could actually fall. And I asked him, I'm like, what if that car fell on me? And, he, and you know, he kind of answered me. He's like, you know, what if your aunt had balls? And I'm like, what? And he's like, what if your aunt had balls? And I'm like, I don't know. And she, what if your aunt had balls? She'd be your uncle. Now get under there and saw that off. And pretty much what he's telling me is you could what if yourself to death. And, you know, as absurd as that, what if your aunt had balls is, uh, I think a lot of us do that in our lives is what if this goes wrong? What if that happens? What if, and, um, you know, in my book, I kind of spin that a different way. And, you know, what if I wasn't scared to do this? You know, what if I wasn't upset at my wife? You know, what if and I and I spin that in a different way. And I just think, you know, some of those life lessons that he taught me uh, uh, resonate and, uh, you know, have really helped me in my life spin spin the script so to speak and now i'm not asking what if goes wrong i'm asking what if all of this goes right and what 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 are going to be the benefits to me i love that this goes right um tell me your favorite book that's not your own uh the compound effect by darren hardy okay before we wrap things up, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to cover? No, I mean, I I think uh, I think we're in a, a, a time where so many people feel like they just got past, you know, a horrible year and uh, they're looking to make up for lost time. And, uh, you know, what my suggestion to them would be is do it now. I mean, if you felt some inspiration, you felt some motivation, do it. Don't wait. And, you know, the only place we can ever start 
is where we're at. You know, don't wait for all the traffic lights to turn green before you start on your journey uh, to fulfill your goals. Start where you're at and start now. Uh, we The only thing left now is to let us know where we can get your book, where we can sign up for your program. Let us know. Yeah, uh, you can go to nelsontressler.com and everything is there. You can find the app there. You can find the book there. The book is available everywhere books are sold, but probably Amazon is the easiest. It's also on Audible, so you can uh, listen to it. That's how I listen to my books. And then uh, the app is on all the app stores. It's on Apple and Android. It's called I Got Smarter, and the book is called The Unlucky Sperm Club. You are not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. You come up with that name yourself? I did. There's a little spin in it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if you've ever heard of the Lucky Sperm Club, you know, people, uh, you know, who have been born into privilege and have every right to uh, succeed because of where they were born. I kind of took a spin on that. And I feel like, you know what, if you're born in tough circumstances, if you use that properly, that gives you every opportunity to succeed because of where you were born and the fuel that it gives you to really take control of your life and turn it around. Awesome, Nelson. That was a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.